0: Thanks to our sponsors, The Genesis Group, First Eyes, and Abi Media, that's A-B-B-I-Media.com. They host my website, thecountrywriter.com, where you can send me a message or you can buy one of my books. This week, Miss Sled. Each Christmas Eve in the 1960s, my sister and I would take a ride in my grandmother's sled, Like most grandmothers back then, her sled was a Ford Country Squire station wagon that was about the same length as an aircraft carrier and came complete with fake wood paneling on the sides. My dad wasn't the kind of guy who wanted to wait until Christmas morning for Santa to visit, so my sister and I would hop in the station wagon with our grandmother and we'd go look for Rudolph's twinkling nose in the skies. My grandmother would instruct my sister to take her post in the back seat on the passenger's side, and I was told to man the post on the driver's side of the back seat. We were told that this was strategic so that if Santa and his reindeer flew over, at least one of us would see them. Hindsight, it also put a large space between the two of us so that a fight was less likely to break out. We would cruise the streets of Ashdown, Arkansas, looking intently at the sky. Typically, my grandmother would pull out of our driveway and turn left onto Beach Street, and then another left onto Rankin. Rankin was one of the main streets through town. If you turned right, it would take you to Millwood Lake, but if you turned left, you headed toward downtown. Now, keep in mind that downtown Ashdown back then consisted of one four-way stop with a flashing red light. We would make our way through the four-way, then drive past the courthouse, hospital, and then out toward Western Hills, which was the closest thing Ashdown had to a Steven Spielberg-type neighborhood. You know, those neighborhoods like in the movie E.T. where all of the houses looked the same and were fairly close together. We'd circle through Western Hills and then back by the hospital, courthouse, and back to the flashing light at the four-way stop. She'd drive straight we'd go past Shenny Bryant's hardware store, Williams' movie theater, Blue Ribbon Shoes, where they sold Buster Brown's, which came with a gold plastic egg full of candy and toys. But that's another column. And we'd go by the water department. My grandmother would then navigate the country squire past Burke Street Elementary, which is where I was in first grade. And then we'd go back down Rankin. She'd then turn into our driveway on Beach Street, Sometimes my sister and I would even wait until she came to a complete stop before we hopped out of the car and ran in to tell our parents we were certain we'd seen Rudolph's nose and that surely Santa would be there soon. But before we could say anything, we'd see all of the gifts Santa had left right there under the tree. We'd missed him. Dad would explain that old Kris Kringle had come and gone while we were out looking for him, and he was really sorry he missed us. But he did leave a message that if we wanted him to come back next year, we needed to be good and to get along with each other throughout the year. Many in this story will not be here this Christmas. It's just my mom and me now. I'll go home to Ashdown for the holiday this year. I don't have a Ford Country Squire, but I do have a Prius, and I have a seven-year-old great-nephew. I'll need his help while I'm visiting. After all, I can't look for Rudolph's nose all by myself. Thanks for listening to this week's John G. Moore 5-Minute Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Merry Christmas, and God bless.